Hello. I could eat about a million and a half of these. Well, nobody's perfect. Welcome to the It's a Drama podcast. My mother thanks you. If you can't say something nice. All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. Hello and welcome to the It's a Drama podcast. I'm Liz and today I am so excited about this. I have got a guest, not just any guest, an American guest, and not just any American guest, Tara Hulbert, who is just this amazing YouTube star in my eyes. (laughs) Tara moved to New Zealand um, with her family. She's got four kids, so there were six of them, and they moved to New Zealand from America about four years ago. And I found Tara through her TikTok channel. She's just this TikTok star. My daughter would be so impressed. Um, And now she's gone on to do these amazing YouTube videos, mostly about New Zealand. That's how I found her. Um, She just tells you about her life in New Zealand. You're going to go and check her out. She's absolutely fantastic. Um, And in this episode, we just chatted about Tara's transition with her family from America to New Zealand. Oh, I just loved it. She told me all about you know, the differences, the culture differences, what she missed, what she wasn't expecting. You are going to absolutely love this episode. And remember, I'm going to give you at the end of the episode, we're going to talk about where you can find Tara because you have got to check this woman out. She's fantastic. So I'll give you all the details at the end of the show about where you can go and find her videos. But until then, sit back and enjoy the interview with Tara Hulbert from Kiwi Americans. Hello and welcome Tara. I am so excited to have a real life American on my podcast. Um, Tara, would you like to introduce yourself and just say who you are and where you're from? Yes. Hi, Liz. Thanks so much for having me on here. I am very excited to be here. And yeah, I am currently living in Wellington, New Zealand. We are a family of six who have lived here for about, uh, well, going on five years now. But it's a little bit odd because we were here for two years. We went back to the States for two years and then we were back. So right. It, so it brings a whole different perspective, really. When you've come here, you've gone back and you've come again. <laughs> so you so. came here the first time and then went back and then decided we loved it so much and then you're going to come back to move permanently. Was that it? Mm, no, it wasn't quite that cut and dry. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because we, well, obviously we moved back to the States with no intention of coming back because that's just crazy. Like we're not crazy people moving our kids everywhere. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, just uh, we went back and it was the reintegration back into the U.S. was very difficult. And uh, yeah, and then opportunities presented itself that we kind of couldn't. And we just kind of were forced to make that decision of, you know, do we want to raise our family in the U.S.? Do we want to raise our family in New Zealand? Now that we really, truly know the difference, right? Yeah. And so. So let me just get it straight. You came to New Zealand from America. Whereabouts in America did you come from? Yeah. So I'm from uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So top middle, right in the middle, uh, just north of Chicago. Right. Okay. And why did you come to New Zealand the first time? That first time that you came for two years, why, why, why did you come? Mm, good question. So it's kind of a funny story. Uh, basically, we were uh, traveling a lot around the U.S. and we had decided that we were going to say, let's pull our kids out of school, let's homeschool them for a year, and we're going to um, you know, get a camper van and travel around the U.S. and do all the U.S. history and all that kind of stuff. So we were driving back from a trip in Florida and we were talking about this and we we're like, you know what, we've like been everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> We've been to like almost every place in the U.S. And then I was like, oh, and then it wasn't sounding too exciting. But we were like literally shopping for camper vans. And then uh, my husband goes, well, what about if we go internationally? He says, what about New Zealand? And I said to him, and this true response is I said, it's like a black hole. I don't know anything about New Zealand, that one thing. <laughs> what are you talking about, New Zealand? Like, you know, as Americans, you're very familiar with Australia. Yeah. Australia is the coolest place on earth from an American perspective, but nothing on New Zealand. And so we were on a 13 hour car ride. He's like, why don't you Google it? We're just driving in the car. And so I spent 
many hours Googling it and could not find one person that's saying anything negative about this place. (laughs) And I was like, what is this place? And so that just kind of started the journey. And we decided that what a great opportunity to give our kids. Like we, we came originally with, we wanted to be here for two years um, and give our kids like an international experience. And that's what we kind of set out to do. And then, you know, honestly just didn't expect to love it so much. So what year was that? That was 2013 to 2015 we were here. 2013 to 2015. So I've got a couple mm-hmm. of questions. A, how old were your kids in 2013? Okay, so when we first moved here, I did think of that ahead of time. Um, my youngest was two, five, Ooh. nine, and 11. Yes. Two, two in a camp- four kids in a camper van going around America. <laughs> Are you mad? well the thing is is when you have four kids you have four kids you know nobody else wants them so if I want to do something I gotta take them with me right so yeah but it was hard because my husband moved here a month ahead of us and so we yeah we had to fly by ourselves and pack up everything and it was hard so was he like the main driver of the the one in the family that was like we want to go to New Zealand yes I know you think it's a black hole Tara but I really want to go to New Zealand is that was he the main driver <clears throat> That's a good question. At first, it was more like, well, I really, we all, we, even the children were really on board, like, this would be a cool experience. We talked about all the different places we could go. We decided that if we were only going to go for two years, it would need to be English speaking because, you know, I just felt like there was a limit to culture integration, really, um, and for the kids and their ages and that sort of thing. And so we started naming all of it and yeah, you know, I have a person, a friend of mine who lit, who works in like an international business. And she said to me one day, she said, I said, we're going to try to, you know, move to New Zealand for two years. And, you know, she's, you know, into all of that stuff. And she knows all the different cultures. And she looks at me and she says, there's no way you're getting in New Zealand. It's a really, really? hard country to get into. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I, from then, that was it. That sealed the deal for me. I took the challenge. I'm like, oh, you really? watch me. I'm like, you watch me. I'm coming. <laughs> I can go around America with four kids in a camper van, love. I can get to New Zealand. (laughs) So no worries. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So what did you what do you do for a job? How did you plan to work when you came over here for those two years? Yeah. So the benefit of this whole idea of just traveling in general was that my husband is in IT. And so it's just the the field to be able to kind of be anywhere in the world, really. And so we when we did the whole visa process and everything, it was all around his work. I'm in education, and there, while there's more of a demand for educators now, there wasn't back then. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, you I, they a got teacher? a lot of points for me, so, but I didn't. Is that you, are you a teacher? Yes. Yeah. So okay. I'm a, um, I, I teach at the university level or tertiary level um, business and communication courses. Right. And so... Yeah. So even when we met with like when we came here, they and we met with people and saying, hey, you know, you know, is there a good job opportunity? They just kind of looked at me like, mm. right. <laughs> you know, right. it wasn't great. And so we yeah. were coming for two years. We were going to base everything on having enough money through my husband's job. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if I end up working, that's bonus. But we weren't going to count on that. And just in terms of making our decision. Um, and yeah, it was quite a long process and hard and she was right it was very hard to get into New Zealand right. you have to be the right age you have to have the right qualifications you have you know what's really cool what New Zealand does is that they're only bringing in people that are um, that they need they like skills that they need they're only bringing in that that would be useful to their economy yeah, yeah 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 and so I guess I agree with that yeah me too yeah so how long did it take you to get in for that you know for that first to, to get over here for two years right. on a visa how long did that take to go through that's a good question I think it was a year and a half oh wow yeah maybe a little bit less and that was actually quick because you first you do your expression of interest you get in a pool and they could pick your name at any point so you could be waiting like six months then right so then we we ended up getting it pretty quickly like in two months and uh I think that's right it was pretty quick and then then you can go through the whole we did the skilled migrant visa and that's a very long process. You have to do fingerprints, FBI, you know, prove that you're, you know, legit. You can't Not just weird. say you that you don't have- America in a camper van. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are the crazy people. <laughs> so yeah, we had to, we couldn't just say that we didn't have tuberculosis. You know, we had all had to have proven all yeah. the x-rays and we yeah. had to have pic- pictures of our family happily over 
time. <laughs> really? <laughs> like Is that, that right? we weren't fake. Yeah, that we weren't a fake family, that we weren't, that we're actually married, that we're actually, you know, they just, it was, it was interesting. It's interesting, yeah. It is, yeah. It was cool, though. Like, I can understand. Like, if you're going to come and be in our society, like, these are the things that we value. So. Right, yeah. Okay, so you're over here. You spend your two years here. And then, you, what, your visa ran out and you had to go home? Was that it? Or is that why oh, you went back to uh, America? Good question. So the way that the skilled migrant visa works and the reason why it's kind of like one of the best ones um, is that when you come, you, you, you're like a citizen here. So you get all the benefits, you get the free health care, the education benefits, all of it. You can vote, you know. Yep. Um, but then all you have to do is live in the country for a consecutive two years, and then you can apply for permanent residency. And that's really just, once you've done, the skilled migrant visa is the hard part. And then once you've lived here for two years, you go in, we paid 150 bucks, and we filled out a piece of paper, and we were permanent residents. And the that's reason why we wanted to do that was, because we went through this whole process, we followed all the rules, we got to this point, if we ever wanted to come back, it gave us an option, right? Um, and it also gave our children options to go to university here, which is way cheaper. And so that's why we did that. Um, okay. So yeah, it, <laughs> we became permanent residents, which makes it look like we, you know, we're not planning on leaving. I didn't wanna leave actually after the two years, but then, um, you know, we just wanted to have that benefit so our kids could come and live and work for the rest of their lives here. Yeah, yeah. Um, as an option. Yeah. So. Oh, what a journey you've had then. What a journey. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, I know this is not just a little bit off topic because I've never been to Wisconsin. What's, what, mm -hmm. is, what is it like compared to New Zealand? Because, I mean, <clears throat> I've been to places in America, but I haven't been there. What is it like? Sure. A, what sort of place is it? Yes, that's a great question, too, because it is very different. Um, so you're not by the sea. So that's the biggest, you know, it's so nice to be on the water. I love it. Not that you can't be on the water other places in the U.S., but, you know, we are by the Great Lakes. So, but and they're huge. I mean, they look like the sea, but it's not the same. There's four seasons and a really heavy winter. Right. And so you're, you can be really harsh winter from, like, even late November until, you know, April and mm -hmm. really cold um, one of the things that was really noticeable to me was that that here in New Zealand, it's just green all year. Yeah. Whereas like in Wisconsin, you're living like six months of the year in the ugliest place you've ever seen. Snow, rain, sleet, no, you know, nothing on the trees, just... You're going to get hammered by Wisconsin people now. You realize that, don't you? It's all right. Bring it on. I think they would agree with me. <laughs> They're about to walk into winter and they agree with me. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, go on. So, so is there anything great yeah. about Wisconsin? That you liked? Yeah. <laughs> no. OK. Yes. True. No, there is. Um, yeah. <laughs> the winters are rough. I mean, like literally every winter I would go, why do I live here? Oh, my yeah. goodness. And you're just like torturing yourself. You know, a lot of people, you know, when you retire, you go to Florida in the winter and that sort of thing. But, you know, like, why am I living here? But like, so, but you have very, you have four very distinct seasons, which, you know, you don't experience as much in New Zealand. So um, winter is really cold and then spring is really nice. And then summer is great. Like the right. summers in the U.S. are, are in Wisconsin in particular are really great. Yep. And then um, fall is awesome. Like the leaves turn, it's so beautiful. You have pumpkins and apples and you know, yeah. everybody's out to the orchards and it's it's really nice. So those are all really nice. It's it's American football season and it's so great. Yeah. <laughs> so those are the things like we would miss, you know, Thanksgiving okay. and um, yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, those big, winters, big, man. Big shout out to Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> so when I you got my Wisconsin shirt on. Yeah. <laughs> so when you moved back, did you decide that that was it? We were, we're coming back. And you, did you say to the kids, you know, that's it. We're, we're emigrating to New Zealand. We're not coming back. And is that how it was when you when you moved back to New Zealand? Were you like in for it for good? Or was it just another like, oh, we'll give it five or 10 years or whatever? Uh, when we came back the second time? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that we kind of live our life um, one year at a time. And yeah, we say, yeah. you know, like we do too. We definitely moved here with the intention to be more permanent. Yeah. But we, you know, we don't we don't just say that this is all this is definitely what we're doing because you never know, you know, no. COVID hits and, <laughs> yeah. you know, things happen or you change. But like, yeah, so 
you know, but we are settled for a while. I, we have no intention of leaving at this point. So. Okay. And where do you live? Whereabouts in, in New Zealand do you live? In New Zealand, we live in Wellington. We lived in Wellington the first time we moved as well. We, we love Wellington. So the first two years that we were here, we saw most of New Zealand. Like we traveled because we thought this is it. This is the last time we're going to be here. Yeah. So we're like traveling like crazy, seeing everything. And we haven't seen everything. But we did a pretty good job <laughs> and so you got you know real sense of the country and everything that it had to offer from the top all the way to the bottom and we um yeah we love wellington wellington is have you ever been to wow. taranaki i have good and i do love it good there too girl. yes yes <laughs> not many people yeah. have you know you talk to them and they always do like the main rotorua auckland wellington and it's like yes it's gorgeous, oh, no. isn't it? We've been everywhere. It is gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Like you guys have some of those like black sand beaches and um, yeah, it's it's great. Yeah. yeah. But me and Brian have just done a weekend in Wellington. I, that's, that's where we were last weekend. We're having a romantic what? breakaway. I know it was lovely. Awesome. I wish and, I would have known you then. <laughs> and I always I always think, you know, whenever I go down there, it, it, it feels like such a an arty. I, do, I love it down there. It feels so different to Auckland, doesn't it? Auckland feels yes. very grown up and proper and Wellington, you almost feel like you're a student when you go to Wellington. It's almost like you feel yes. like, you know, just really nice restaurants and lots of buskers and, you know, yeah, I, I love Wellington. I do. I love it. Yeah, it's just so beautiful on the harbor and everything is close and it's big, but it's small. And, you know, I've tried to like Auckland. I, I know, don't. I know. I just don't. Yeah, I sort of it's don't warmer. get Auckland because it's like when you're in Auckland, you think, well, really, what I could just be living in, you know, London or another big city or something. It doesn't, you almost get that feeling that unless you're rich and you'll be able to live on the, you know, on what's that place called on the on the bay there, North Shore, that's really... Yes, but otherwise you just Mandel, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah. Otherwise you just feel as if you just, you know, just in a, another big city. And to me, that's what Auckland feels like. It's um, right. I didn't move to New Zealand to live in another big city. No. So, moving to New Zealand from America. Yes, mm. it was great. <laughs> so tell me, can you just tell me a few, let's say five things, or let's start, sure. to, you know, just what, what, sure. what were the things that you really noticed that were, were different to the US and, you know, that you had to come to terms with or what you weren't expecting or, yeah, just. Yes. That was, I get that question a lot. Yeah, um, I can imagine, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and again, America is a really big place. And so I always get kind of shot down also with like, well, it's not like that in California. And it's not like that, you know, mm. you know, it's a big place. I'm just sharing my experience yeah. <clears throat> from being, you know, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. But some of the main differences, I would say, are number one, um, <clears throat> the safety issues. Like, you know, I've talked to a lot of people here and they're like, oh, it's not safe in West Auckland or whatever, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, okay, mm. have your kids been through active shooter training? Okay. Oh, God, <laughs> it's really? a different level of safety. Yeah. And the Hang fact on, that, that you can't. What's that all about? They, what, they go to, what, the active shooter yeah. training? Uh, what's that? Yeah. So in the schools, you, all the students have that. So if someone comes in to shoot down your school, you, there's a process. Listen up, all you people who love New Zealand and dream of moving here or even are planning to move here. 11 years ago, when we decided to emigrate to New Zealand, we'd put our papers in and everything. And then, honestly, I spent months just scouring whatever I could and devouring any information on New Zealand that I could find. I was reading all the books, I was going on any websites I could find. And, you know, I was even listening to Kiwi Radio just so we could get a feel of what it was like over here. And I vowed when we got over here, I would provide, I'd make something for someone that just showed them what real life was really like in New Zealand. And that's what I've done for you. Um, you are going to absolutely love this. I have created a free five-day video guide uh, all about moving to and living in New Zealand. Now, this guide is not your tourist guide, pretty picturey hobbits things about New Zealand. This is nitty-gritty what it's like to live 
in New Zealand because do you know what? It's too far away. You can't come and see it for yourself. It's you know you've t- you're taking a big risk. Maybe you've only been here once or twice. You want to know what it's like to live in New Zealand, and this video series is going to show you that. And best of all, it is absolutely free. Okay, you're going to love it. This is where you have to go. You can go to www.itsadrama.com slash I love NZ. I'm going to say that again. It's www.itsadrama, so I-T-S-A-D-R-A-M-A.com slash I love, and then the two letters NZ. Go over there, put your email in, and I will send you five days of free, real life, what it's like to live in New Zealand. And I just know I'm so excited about it. You are going to love it. Let me know what you think. Okay. Have your kids been through active shooter training? Okay. (laughs) It's a different level of safety. Yeah. And the fact that you can't... What's that all about? What, what, the active shooter training? What's that? Yeah, so in the schools, all the students have that. So if someone comes in to shoot down your school, (gasps) there's a process. Oh. Yep. Yeah, it's a whole, like, it it just shifts your mind, right? Like, you don't even think like that. So you're thinking that you could just send your kids to school and, you know, some active shooter won't show up. But, you know, it it happens a lot. Mm. It happens actually a lot, a lot. Mm. (laughs) Like, you read about it, you hear about it in the news, but it's actually a lot more than you think. And um, so safety concerns, uh, like, as a parent in the U.S., you can't take your eyeballs off of your kids no, ever. No. And so that's like exhausting. And so even when my American friends come here and the kids go running over to the park, I mean, they go into a panic because mm-hmm. they've never, you know, I've adjusted and it's, I'm, I don't, it doesn't bother me anymore, but they've, they're like, what do you mean? I can't see them where, you know, because we, you live in a world where you can't, your kids can't just run around outside. They can't like around. And, you know, I'm sure some small towns you can, yeah. but in general, you just don't do that. They no. don't go on public transportation. They don't, you know, and so here is so different. So here it was like the most freedom I had felt as a mother and as a parent who's like staying home with the kids where I could send them somewhere and not worry about it. They could run down and play in the bush and I didn't have to worry about it. And it was just, that was one of the most amazing things. Did that come concern. naturally to you though? Or did you have to really like fight back the anxiety of, you know, being letting your kids go out to the bush mm. and, and knowing that you weren't there? Did that, how did? Mm, being that I had been a parent for 11 years at that point, I, oh. I just let it go. You just let it go, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. even I homeschooled my oldest that first year that I was here. Um, and, and that was really nice. And it was great. And I ended up getting a job for a while, like under contract. And so I would work in the city and they would let me bring her. That's a whole nother story. But, um, and she would just be able to walk around downtown. She was able to take public transportation. And it was totally safe and totally normal. And like, you know, once I had been here for a while, I was definitely comfortable with that. And that was just so, to her, it wasn't mind blowing, but to me it was. You know, and so, because it's just exhausting. You have to drive your kids everywhere. You can't, (laughs) you know, they can't just do anything on their own. So there's also just a lot of learning that they're missing from you always doing everything for them like that. So, um, so that was one of the biggest. I remember Um, when we first came over as well and like I'd put Tess and Sunny first started school when we first came over here and she was like mm. six or seven years old or something and I'd put her in the primary school and literally like you say went out for a coffee with a friend she was American actually and we went out for a coffee with a friend and it got to ten past three and I was supposed to pick the kids up at quarter past and I was like my heart just started pounding thinking I'm not going to be there to be at the gates for her and she was like no just relax you know they're just playing the monkey bars they're just you know they'll just play and you don't have to be there yeah and it was it was just like what because you get so I mean you know drilled into having to be there and having the teacher hand the kids over to you they won't let them out the classroom until they can see the parents standing there and yes yeah no that's a good point I forgot about that yeah that anxiety of getting to everywhere on time but also my kids would feel that if they were going to be late for school if they were going to be you know they would just feel that in certain personalities and certain of my children it was worse for it created more anxiety they just you know, and it, they're just so laid back, no yeah. worries, it's yeah. okay. <laughs> and you just don't realize how great that is when you don't come from that. Yeah. When you just come from like, why are you late? Detention. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
you know, because life happens, yeah. <laughs> especially when it's on the parent to get the kid everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So safety number one. So safety what number else? one. Number what two, else? I would say work-life balance is wow is so different. Mm. Uh, and this is what I talk about a lot with uh, American friends when I go home. Um, it's just, <laughs> it's, a, it's hard to describe. So like in the US, you know, you get two weeks vacation. It, it varies, but not a lot of vacation. The point is, is that you're not encouraged to take it. So like you don't really get holiday. Um, you work, you, your work is more important than everything. Wow. That is the culture of the U.S. So even with my friends here, when they go to visit their, their sister or whatever in the U.S. and she's not taken off work, they get kind of offended. Like, why wouldn't you take some days? I just traveled from New Zealand and, you know, because, oh, I got to work. And so that makes sense to them because work is number one, right? Mm -hmm. and, you, and I have to give them everything. You have to give them all your time and your energy. You kind of feel like you have to give them your blood. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like they own you kind of thing. And so um, there's not a lot of balance. Uh, and so then like if you want to have kids or you want to have other interests, it's difficult. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, so this is... Yeah, this is what makes it very difficult. So is it people. like the employers that make it like that? Or is like, so when you go out for coffee with your friends, do you just like mm -hmm. talk, is that the common thing in America that you just keep, you just, everyone talks about work or what, when you say there's no balance, is yep. it? Yep, good it, question. It, yeah, does yeah, it? Like yeah, like When you go somewhere, the first question you get asked are what do you do for a living? Right. Uh, when I live here, uh, my closest friends, uh, like one of my closest friends is like a surgeon and one's like a lawyer and I had no idea after knowing them for a year no, and a half. No, I agree. And I never thought to ask yeah, them because no. that's just not the culture. That's not, it's, no. I wouldn't say it's employers. I would say it's a cultural thing in the U.S. Right, that you okay. that, that's just what's valued. That if yeah. I say, oh, I have to work, all things are forgiven. It's okay yeah. that you don't make Thanksgiving if you have to work. You know, um, like it's just, yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. the way that it is. Whereas in New Zealand, like you can work full-time or part-time and still get four weeks holiday. Like to me, to us, that was like unheard of. Like when my husband, you know, has always worked and like he would negotiate three weeks was a big deal, mm. <laughs> you know? And like, cause you just, we wanted to have a, you know, a different life as well, where we just, and then when we went back to the US, we actually he said, this is one area where I'm not gonna budge. I want this much holiday. I want the freedom to work without pay even if I wanna go and do and travel for a month, because people just don't do that in the US. People don't travel for a month. No. So when I tell them that I've gone away for three weeks, it's, they don't understand that, you know, cause a week is really long to travel somewhere. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, work you just get balance. this. Yeah, the, so there's, there, there's the holiday side, but then it's also just the attitude. Like I've really struggled as an employee in New Zealand now that I work full time and have been for three years is um, there, <laughs> it's, it's so opposite in that you go on holiday and I said, well, I'm just gonna do these couple things when I'm on holiday. They're like, no, yeah. you can't work when you're mm -hmm. on holiday. And, I, and to me, that is really hard because I, you know, to some level of my job is customer service, working with students, and it's like, you know, but I want to give this level, so this is what I'm used to, this is how I'm trained to be, and you're not letting me do that. And, you know, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, okay, I'll get over it. So when I first started working, it was like, what do you mean I don't start work until 9 a.m.? Mm. That was like, you. that's unheard of. Like if you're showing up after eight in the US, it's like, okay, lazy. Yeah. And so, <laughs> you know, and then like they're knocking on my door at 10, like let's have morning tea. I'm like, take a break. Uh, we yeah. just started. They love their morning tea, the Kiwis. They I'd never, do. Yeah, I'd, I'd, honestly, I thought when we came over from England, I mean, I know the kids have a break at school and things, but the adults stop and take morning tea. And I was like, what's that I all know. about? <laughs> And it was, yeah, it was an actual struggle for me. I'm like, I don't know, I'm good. Cause like, I just want to do my work yeah, and then I can maybe on. leave early and get, yeah. And, and go get the kids, you know, like I, I just come from a different mindset. Yeah. Um, and they're like, no, we want you to take a break. We want you to walk around. We want you to use the exercise classes. And I'm like, you yeah. do? <laughs> this no, is so weird. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The word, right. Yeah. Just the health and safety here is only exists in construction in the US, not in like every job. <laughs> and so I was, wow, okay. It's, I, 
I adjusted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll take breaks. It's great. And so the reality of me being able to work full time would never happen as a mom of four in the U.S. I would not be able to work full time because it's not 40 hours. It's 60 hours and it's not flexible and you can't go and pick your kid up from school. And that was the reality. I So here, I, would, I never even considered working full time until I came here and realized that it was different mm. and that they're flexible and they could say, sure, you can leave at three and go get your kid and work a little bit at night. And like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can, I can bring bonus. my kid, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. so. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. And yes, I totally agree. Like, you know, just that whole thing of when you meet up, it's almost like rude to say to someone, so what do you do? You know, unless you know them really well, it's, I'd get that feeling that, well, you know, there's no need to ask that. And whereas in the UK, that too is the first thing that you sort of say is like, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, so what do you do for a living? Like, you know, what do you do? But like over here, they just rather talk about the fishing and the wind and in Taranaki, certainly. And, you know, just how the rugger's doing, really. (laughs) <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, totally job different. I do. <laughs> right, go on then. Number right. three, love. What is it? Okay, uh, I would say number three. I, I can't not mention just the beauty of this place. Mm. And you know, there's so many beautiful spots in the U.S. But the 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 fact that you can travel to one location in 20 minutes and 30 minutes that looks totally different than where you're at. Yeah, is not possible in the U.S. And that is just one of I think a huge benefit and a huge difference so like if I'm living in Milwaukee and I want to go to the mountains you know it's an 11 hour trip or a flight yeah yeah. uh if I you know and you can't do it all whereas here I can have mountains and the sea and the beach and uh, this bush that's amazing Mm. and (laughs) and so I just can't not say that because that's just so noticeably different that I from my house I can just go see a waterfall. It's a short ways away. I can, you know, and that's just so, I think that really helps with the work-life balance that it doesn't have to be, you know, just the couple weeks that you take off a year that you actually can just on the weekends, I can go and see, be in farm country and I can go over these beautiful rumatakas over here and it's just great. And yeah. so I would say that that And is. we noticed that at the weekend, because like I say, we went to Wellington and we drove home to Taranaki via Masterton. Mm. And so, oh, you know, you that, okay. yeah. And like we went over those massive, big, gorgeous ranges. And I persuaded Brian, he was in a bit of a rush to get back because he, he doesn't like to stop along the way. But I persuaded him to go and visit the um, Lord of the Rings, um, uh, Lord of the Rings film set. What was it called? It was called River, Riverdale, Riven, yeah, Rivendale. Riverdale. Yeah, Riverdale. Yeah, that's not and far that, from no, Wellington. Yep. And that's like, what, 20 minutes, 30 minutes outside? You, you're in the city centre, you know, living it up in the cafes. And then 30 minutes later, yep. you're in Hobbit country, aren't you? Yes, exactly. And that is, and that's that is so brilliant. Great. What's the most beautiful place you've ever been to in New Zealand? Oh, gosh. I think the most shocking thing it's hard to pick honestly but I think it's like the 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 sounds the Milford sounds these untouched regions Mm. is the most spectacular because I can't think of a place in the U.S. that's really untouched other than desert (laughs) you know places you don't want to go but like and then just the fact that like I can go to beaches here and there's nobody on the beaches like in the states they're packed right any decent beach is packed and full of condo buildings everywhere you know more of what you'd see in australia but here like if you got too many people at a beach you just go to the next beach yeah yeah because there's nobody and it's like you can have a beach to yourself but it's like that's unheard of and it's it's common yeah and that's it's I remember so when we first came over here, Tara, and it was a Sunday and we'd been here, I don't know, a couple of weeks. And I said to Brian, oh, let's drive, let's take the kids and drive out to that, this local beauty spot. And he was like, no, not on a Sunday. It'll be packed. <laughs> like, yeah. No, well, let's just go anywhere. And we get there and there's absolutely no one around, just absolutely no one. You know, and it's, it is, it's hard to get your yeah. head around the fact that this is a big country and you've got hardly any people living here and you've got loads and loads of space, haven't you? space yeah. yeah so when yeah if my friends come from the states they're like are you kidding I mean they just look out the window are you serious like all this beachfront with no buildings yeah 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 <laughs> so great ah all right so we've got so our four ones that we've got so far are safety beauty nature life balance and what's number five um yes I would say 
I might have to give you two more. Um, <laughs> I would say the integration of the indigenous culture here, the Maori culture mm -hmm. is just, that was really eye-opening for me. So as an American who has a similar thing where we had the Native Americans, which we've basically treated horribly and they have the worst land in the US and they're allowed to have some casinos and they just live in the desert basically. And that's, I haven't known any different. And then when I come here and it's integrated into the schools, it's integrated into society. Now I know that they haven't always been perfect at that here as there's mm -hmm. always talk about that. But comparatively to the US, it was amazing. Like they have a role in government, they have a role in, you know, in, and like I start my meetings with the Karakia, I start, you know, I'm like, what is, this is, yeah. this is unusual. Yeah. And that was a really different thing and I really like that and it's, it, it, New Zealand shows how it should be done. They're mm -hmm. not perfect at it, but way better yeah, <laughs> than yeah. the U.S. anyway, you mm -hmm. know, and I think Australia too, but. Um, That's a really good yeah. point. Yeah. It yeah. was really cool. I was like, it was really noticeable and really noticeable when people come and, um, yeah, and how much you can just get involved in those cultural things. And, you know, because really, uh, as I'm, on uh, in situations where I'm talking a lot more with people and just learning about it, like their the Maori culture and some of their values are what makes New Zealand so great. Yes. You know, like their yeah. values of accepting anybody coming in, yeah. or their values of how the way that they treat people is really why yeah. I love it here. Yeah, yeah. you know yeah. why I've been accepted here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is like when I put out a message that, you know, this and then that's the response I get. We love that you're here. You know, like I just don't know that if you went to the U.S. that so you would get that. Mm. Mm. So it's yeah, it was really. Yeah, it was just being a, coming off of a plane into a place. I didn't know anybody, didn't know anything and just how much people accepted you and really was not just accepted you, but wanted to know about who you were, where you come from, really, truly, sincerely wanted to know about your culture and about your life. I had never experienced that before. No. And, you know, even then moving back into the States and, you know, most people are like, oh, I'm sure you're glad you're back from Australia. <laughs> so, yeah, okay, I wasn't in Australia. And they're like, no, I'm not glad I'm back. No, exactly. <laughs> You know, and they, all these assumptions that America is, is it, why yeah. would you want to be anywhere yeah. else? And, and they have no interest in knowing the experience I just had. No. Zero. No. I was shocked at how my friends, family, everybody were like, oh, we're glad you're back. I'm sure you're glad you're back. Yeah. Mind you, I don't okay. know if that's just a, a world thing. We, we, we went around the world with the kids. We took them around the world for a year. And I can count on three fingers the people that said to me, so what was it like? Where did you go? What was, you know, how was it? What was, what was Vietnam like? What was India like? You know, what was, yeah, I just think. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I think people are caught up in their own lives and yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I, the kids were really shocked as well. They were like, well, how come no one wants to know what we did? You know, it's just, yeah. So I just blab on about it on the podcast instead and then they have to listen. <laughs> I know, me too. This is why I do it. You will li listen about our trip. <laughs> just so you know, I'm here to tell you. Yes. Somebody wants to know, it's okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny what you should say, uh, how you should say that about um, the integrate, in what's the word? In what's the word? In integration. integration. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, on, I'm only on the chamomile tea, by the way. I haven't got a glass of wine, but yeah, we had we had um, family come over from America just this in February. <laughs> and oh, it was wow. really funny because um, he's a lovely guy, but he came, he, he, Brian's cousin, he's beautiful. He's, well, he's been on the podcast and he's lovely. And I'm sure he won't mind me saying this, but he came and he looked around the garden and he looked over at the mountain and he said, so, are there any natives here? <laughs> I just, I just, are there any natives? <laughs> I just imagined, you know, these, I, did, I just thought, did you imagine that you were going to come over and there were going to be like grass skirts running, running around, like, you know, just, <laughs> it was quite I'm funny. so glad that you shared that story because <laughs> I had the same, I, I can't even tell you, I moved here, I moved back. And then when I talked about going back there, back here, I got the, you're gonna go back and live in a hut? <laughs> what? 
Do they have even churches over there? Okay. Are you serious? Like, you're like in my family. And like, maybe you should Google it. Okay. Oh, that's like, funny. have no idea. The no. same thing. Like, wow. Okay, so your cousin was American. Yeah. And that's yeah. what he said. No surprise. <laughs> right, go on. Number five. I don't want okay, to... Okay, last one would be... Oh, no, um, number six. We've gone one over. Yeah, go on. Yeah, sorry. I just kind no, of no. put nature and um, food. We got to talk about food, girl. Food. We got to talk about food. Yeah. So food is... Because food is difficult in the States. There's plenty of it. There's a lot of cheap food. There's a lot of expensive food. And it's complicated. And Americans overcomplicate it because they're just all into this, this and that and organic. And then how organic or the right kind of organic. And then we have so many food stores. And oh my goodness. And then nothing that's cheap is healthy, right? Mm. And so, um, so different coming here on a couple of things. Number one would be the fact that you eat in season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like my, right now we're coming out of winter and like tomatoes have been really expensive. And so maybe you don't eat as many. And like in America, you have everything you want all the time. <laughs> and so that was an adjustment. And I really like that. I think that that helps you enjoy foods. Yeah. I better agree. than I not agree. having it all the time. Yeah. So the food was a really big difference in that everything is like essentially organic and so much better for you. And everything tasted so different. Yes. Like an apple. Yeah. Like, what is this? So yeah. good. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> what have I been eating in the States? And the States are huge. And then I got like, are apples really this small? I, I was shocked at how small how a real chicken was. I was like, <laughs> well, hello, little small canary. they're supposed to be? <laughs> Like, how am I going to feed my family with that? Yeah, just getting used to the sizes of food um, has been nothing but good. And then, you know, like kind of what I talked about with work, uh, tea time was a whole new idea. I didn't really drink tea. Uh, I would say people in the U.S. definitely drink tea, but it is not the same. Mm. They're, like here, you travel and they'll have a jug everywhere and little milk and sugar, <laughs> which you will not see in the U.S. Yeah. if you're traveling. Do you say jug in the U.S., know. by the way? No, they don't even know what that is. No, we say kettle in England. You would say kettle. You would say kettle, and it would be something that you put on your your stove top. It wouldn't be electric. I was a bit Um, confused when they said jug. I thought they were going to bring out a bunch of daffodils or something, because that's what you, (laughs) isn't it? You know, it's like, oh, yeah, have you got a jug for my flowers? And that's that's what a jug is. (laughs) Like, shall we put the jug on? I was like, pardon? (laughs) I know. And like, even I had, it was really great. I had some good friends that were honest with me from the beginning and said, you know, you do need to offer us tea when we come in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I do. Okay. I don't have any, but... (laughs) I'll get that. And so, yeah, so that was a big cultural adjustment, the morning tea and the afternoon tea. And even for my kids, for it to be called, they're like, we don't want tea. Why mm. would we want tea? Mm. And um, yeah, and then it was my son, who was probably nine at the time, says to me one night at dinner and says, it seems like we're taking breaks to eat all the time here, but people are a lot skinnier here than in the U.S. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> you know, because like, yeah, the, just the quantity and and, you know, you're not feeling your, your, your produce and your, uh, your, your meat with all these GMOs and hormones and just everything tastes different. Yeah. yeah. The food is so much better here. Yeah, I um, agree. I agree. And so when you say about the America being all vegan and vegetarian, you know, like all those different, do you find that, so if you were a vegan and coming to New Zealand, is how, you know, do you find that they, they, they cater to that or what, what do you think? Good. Great question. No, I think there's tons and tons of vegetarian and vegan options here. Mm. I don't know, maybe if it's just because I'm in Wellington, but pretty much every cafe I go to, there's options. And uh, yeah, to me, it's everywhere. About the same as, probably even more than in Wisconsin in particular, Mm. but probably not more than like the East or West Coast, Mm. but of the US. Yeah, that, I think- Yeah, and then, yeah. Yeah, I think coming from um, the UK, that I think one of the biggest, the biggest things to me was I wasn't expecting to come and the cafes would be so uh, they're really good cafes aren't they I mean if you're into coffee and going for coffee and cake and sandwiches and whatever they're fantastic they're absolutely brilliant so yeah girl don't even get me started with the coffee the coffee (laughs) is like I've never had before Mm. and it's really that is probably the hardest thing about visiting the states (laughs) (laughs) because your only coffee that's 
espresso is Starbucks and there's some smaller ones but that's generally it and they burn their beans it's not good mm. and you know and then otherwise you have drip coffee which is like horrible yeah, I don't know yeah. it's it's so bad yeah, yeah. and then you know I try to just drink it I'm just here for a couple of weeks and I will just drink it <laughs> <laughs> you kiwi uh, coffee yeah. snob <laughs> I know I, I know my kid you know I sneak out of the house sometimes in the morning and go get a coffee and then my dad catches me and like oh my coffee's not good enough for you oh. and I'm like oh gosh <laughs> No, it's fine. Yeah. You know, they do have really good creamers in the U.S. because the coffee's so bad. <laughs> you got to cover it up. So, um, yeah, so the coffee is just... And I love how there's cafes everywhere in New Zealand, like in the middle of nowhere. You're oh, driving yeah. yep. and there's a cafe. Yeah, and it's fantastic. Fantastic. Isn't it's it? Fantastic. Yeah. I love it. I have embraced it, girl. Yeah, I love the coffee here. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, me too. I just need to teach them a little bit how to do tea because they haven't got the tea quite right in New Zealand. Um, you know, they drink a lot of it, but they need to start. They're getting better. You know, they, they're bringing in loads of tea leaves now and everything, and it's getting a bit bit better. But yeah, when we first came over here, they would literally just put a, a cup of hot water and a tea bag on the side. And it was like, uh, no, that's not how you make a cup of tea. Get oh, those really? daffodils Ooh, out I want to learn jug. how you make tea. <laughs> well, just like oh. with proper tea leaves and, you know. I don't um, know. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, just tea no, leaves. Yeah. And I like, I like my tea was like quite weak with lemon and, you know, I'm British. <laughs> mm. But no, I totally, totally agree with the cafe culture. Right, listen, we have gone way, way over time and I have absolutely loved talking to you about... Oh, it's just so nice to speak to an American that's living in New Zealand. I'll be honest with you, in Taranaki, where I, well, certainly where I live, I think I know about two Americans and that's it. You know, there's a lot mm. of Brits here. There's lots of people from Britain, um, South Africa, um, France, mm -hmm. but hardly any Americans, which is really, really interesting. So have you got a lot of Americans yep. in Wellington? Is that where they all are? Is that where oh, you're all hiding? No. no? <laughs> I don't really, I know very, very few in this country. Like I said, I think it's for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's really hard to get into, Yeah. Uh, into this country. It's not like the UK. I mean, it's more of an agreement with, you know, New Zealand and whatever. But the second reason I think is because, you know, you're fed the Kool-Aid in the US. This is the greatest place on earth. Why would you go mm. anywhere else? People aren't. People no. just aren't considering coming and you know, what, 50% of Americans have passports, like they just don't envision themselves living anywhere else or that anywhere else, you know, isn't just a bunch of huts yeah, yeah. with grass skirts. <laughs> and natives. And natives. <laughs> with their daffodils and their jugs. <laughs> yes, because that was the biggest shock to me. Like I thought, there's no way I'm never, I'm not coming back to the U.S. because of course I would come back to the U.S. But like to see uh, a country and functioned so well and so logically and so kindly was eye-opening yeah, for me yeah yeah oh new zealand we do love you we do love you new yes. zealand <laughs> britain the yank loves you <laughs> yes thank you for letting <laughs> us in <laughs> okay listen i found you because of your fabulous fabulous youtube um i know you're a big tiktok star and but i found you through youtube and you do the most amazing videos everything you need to know about new zealand is on your channel and i take my hat off to you like i said to you yesterday i think you're amazing tara um you tell it how it is and i think people are going to love your channel so could you please just tell people how to find you and where you are sure that is really kind. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I've just started recently going on social media and YouTube and you can find me, I'm making it easy for you, Kiwi Americans. You can find me on TikTok, on YouTube, on Instagram and Facebook, all under that name. And if you're thinking about moving to New Zealand or just overseas with your family, I am happy to help talk to you, talk you through it, talk about what you need to know because I've, you know, done it three times over now you've been there and done that yeah you were <laughs> and an I'm happy to help I know all this stuff let me help you <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so well Tara thank you so much thank you for being thank a you. guest and um I look forward to speaking to you soon sounds good thank okay, you Liz bye bye Listen up, all you people who love New Zealand and dream of moving here or even are planning to move here. 11 years ago, when we decided to emigrate to New Zealand, we'd put our papers in and everything, and then 
honestly, I spent months just scouring whatever I could and devouring any information on New Zealand that I could find. I was reading all the books, I was going on any websites I could find. And, you know, I was even listening to Kiwi Radio just so we could get a feel of what it was like over here. And I vowed when we got over here, I would provide, I'd make something for someone that just showed them what real life was really like in New Zealand. And that's what I've done for you. Um, You are going to absolutely love this. I have created a free five-day video guide uh, all about moving to and living in New Zealand. Now, this guide is not your tourist guide, pretty picturey hobbits things about New Zealand. This is nitty gritty what it's like to live in in New Zealand because do you know what it's too far away you can't come and see it for yourself it's you know you've t- you're taking a big risk maybe you've only been here once or twice you want to know what it's like to live in New Zealand and this video series is going to show you that and best of all it is absolutely free okay you're going to love it this is where you have to go you can go to www.itsadrama.com slash I love NZ. I'm going to say that again. It's www.itsadrama, so I-T-S-A-D-R-A-M-A dot com slash I love, and then the two letters NZ. Go over there, put your email in, and I will send you five days of free, real life, what it's like to live in New Zealand. And I just know I'm so excited about it. You are going to love it. Let me know what you think. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us this week on the podcast. We have loved having you here. If you guys could subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, yeah, that would be nice. That would be absolutely amazing. And make sure to share the podcast with your friends. And if you'd like to hop over to the blog, find one of the little boxes that ask you to drop your email. I will send you a newsletter every week letting you know when we have released our new podcast. That will go straight into your (laughs) inbox. So it's www.com. It's a drama.com. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your day, and we will see you next week for another podcast. Look forward to it. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.